Welcome to the Bob Siegel Show podcast on the Cross Global Media Radio Network. Visit cgmradio.com slash bob to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. We have some amazing news. I wish I had uh, my cheery. Oh, I do have my applause button here ready for everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, Lori Lightfoot is losing her re-election bid in Chicago. Yes, yes. I wish I had the bigger applause, but this is the one I have. Right well, now. we'll take any applause we can get because that puts a smile on my face and a pace in my step. That's right. So this is the first time in 30 years that Chicago has ditched its mayor within the first term. That is insane to know that Chicago has been reelecting a lot of these Well, it would have been insane if they hadn't ditched her. She was oh, a nightmare. She I was a know. walking disaster. So uh, let's look at what happened this past Tuesday in its elections. She received 16.4% of the vote, trailing Cook County Commissioner Brandon Johnson at 20.2 and former Chicago Public Schools Chief Paul Vallis at 35%. Now, here's her statement on why she lost the re-election. She says, and I quote, I'm a black lesbian woman in America. Certain folks frankly don't support people like us in leadership roles. Um, I plain to disagree, or I would say I disagree entirely on that statement. I've, I'm assuming that you are disagreeing with that statement, Bob. Oh, the fact that she was a hypocrite, where she would close things down and tell you you're not allowed to get a haircut, but then she gets a haircut. The fact that crime went up, I can't even keep track of the percentage, the defunding of the police, the fact that Chicago just isn't safe, and perhaps... Just maybe those are the reasons they didn't like her. Maybe. I'll bet you anything. And I wasn't following her election. I heard about her after she became a mayor during COVID. So I wasn't following her election. But I would be willing to go to Vegas and bet money before checking the news from a few years ago. And I'll bet the fact that she was a black lesbian was a huge part of her campaign. And she got elected. So what? So the people that elected her suddenly became racist because they didn't want to reelect her? No. They got a taste for her being in office. I, I would say the same thing about Obama's run, too. I've met plenty of people where they, they would didn't say, vote for him the second time. Yeah, exactly. And the original time they voted for him, they the only reason I heard them say was because, oh, he can be our first black president ever. And I'm like, oh, well, yeah. what about his policies? What about, you oh, know, everything? I ran into an old friend of mine, Christian friend, and he, told, he says, I voted for Obama. I want us to have a black president. I said, OK, what was it about his policies that you like? He looked at me like he didn't even know what his policies were. He looked at me like a deer in the headlights. Yeah, because they didn't follow it that well or they didn't really look into it they were more focused on the fact that oh we can make history by putting them in and then you can say to them look i didn't vote for obama i'll just say it i didn't vote for obama but i was a big supporter of ben carson ben carson was my first choice in the republican primary of 2016 the one that trump eventually won but ben carson was my first choice oh but that doesn't count because he's conservative which means he's not really black see they just make this stuff i i know so no matter what you say they're gonna call you a racist because they don't have real arguments no, give. no, they're just quick to pull the trigger and pull out the racist card very and quickly. And let me say this, even though as a Christian, I've made no secret about this and the Bible makes no secret about it, I do not believe or agree with the same-sex lifestyle. That doesn't mean I disrespect people as persons. Mm. I've heard many conservative gay people come on TV and I'd listen to their ideas and I'd say, I'd vote for this guy in a heartbeat because when it's politics, you want to just put in somebody that's going to provide for the defense and provide for our safety and we 
just need to have a few things in common. Government shouldn't be that big anyway. And so a person's lifestyle is their own business. When they start making it the issue, then they feel that they're invulnerable to any kind of criticism. Right, right. So I would like to go over every, some reasons where I think she was completely wrong in this statement. So we're going to look at all of her history to see where she actually went wrong with the public eye, possibly. And these are just some of the many, many reasons why she didn't get reelected. Let's go back to when, when she first got into the public eye, way back in 1999. She started her political career as an assistant United States attorney for the Northern District of Illinois. Lightfoot was, at that point, it issued a warning of misconduct by Judge Richard Posner in a case in which she was found by the United States Court of Appeals in the Seventh Circuit to have misled the judge regarding a suspect's whereabouts, making it impossible for the judge to say where the suspect's extradition to Norway is. In other words, we were supposed to give a criminal over to Norway in this district area, and she was misleading them on where his whereabouts were exactly. Already lying. So we're already lying to the public. That's number one on our first of the list. In 2002, Lightfoot was appointed as Chief Administrator of the Chicago Police Department Office of Professional Standard. The governmental program is now defunct because the Chicago Tribune reported that the actual program itself was often lack thoroughness in terms of disciplining all these police officers that they were finding guilty. Lightfoot said that her recommendations for disciplinary actions were often rejected by the police department and her actions on multiple cases would only lead to only a 30-day suspension and that was the most that they could do for that, that situation. So now we're already getting into the blame game. Oh, there's only so much I can do. I only have so much responsibility. It's their fault that they're making me do that. So we have lying. We have not taken responsibility on our plate so far. Are we having a good time yet with her? I, I would say no so far, but we got She's plenty more. She's a jewel. What problem could anyone have had with her? <laughs> I know. Why or oh, why could they ever have been concerned? We got one more thing before she runs into office very quickly. In 2015, that time was Mayor Rahm Emanuel as Chicago mayor, and he appointed Lightfoot as chair of a special police accountability task force. She filed a report that was critical of the Chicago Police Department's practices at that time, specifically criticizing the police union for a code of silence. And that was it. She just filed a report saying, you guys are violating a code of silence to all police officers. You need to work on that. That was it. Obviously, that didn't really help with Chicago's police officers because obviously they are continuously having issues being protested against them every single day in Chicago with all the violence ramping up and police shootings possibly going on over there, too. And then the anti-police brutality activist organization Black Youth Projects 100's Chicago chapter denounced Lightfoot the board and the task force for a lack of accountability for all their actions so far. So basically, so far we have laziness now, not taking responsibility and lying. So this is all just before running for mayor. And I'm surprised people weren't opening their eyes then. Again, it was well, probably, they were probably made to feel that they were racists and homophobes if yes. they didn't put her in. And That's the fact, oh, I, I, I'm going to be voting the first publicly open gay person. Oh, I can be a I part can, of history. Yeah. I can, Oh man, oh man, this is going to be amazing. I can't wait to tell my future kids. Uh, I wouldn't tell them about this yet but anyways let's get into the fact that well, they she were a part me. of history they voted in the worst mayor chicago had Hot, ever had and I'm that was a pretty low bar to have the worst mayor chicago ever I know. so lightfoot became mayor on may 20th 2019 she won 73 percent of the overall vote but get this the voter turnout was just 32 percent 
of Chicago's population. It was the lowest turnout in history oh. for mayor voting. I mean, that is me, interesting. That give me a break. So you, that's obviously not the hundreds of weird secret votes that Biden was getting <laughs> somewhere. This is some taking away votes. I feel like, and wow. then just discarding them. Possibly, I, I, I don't want to get into that. That it could be possible. I don't know. So let's go over the different policies she wanted to do as mayor. The first policy she decided to hit was a casino policy of all things. So right as soon as she became mayor, there was a law that passed saying that they would allow casinos now in Illinois and gambling. Uh, it would help with funding more government means and infrastructure, apparently, they said. And help so. make up for the tax dollars they're losing, losing. as people <laughs> flee the city of Chicago. Yes, exactly. They needed something, at least. So while the state did not approve a city-owned casino, which Lightfoot was extremely extremely pushing because that way they can get a lot of money. It's If it's city owned, therefore we can take all the money. Right now, what the actual legislation says is they can only take a third of the money of, of the profits away from the casinos. So therefore, it's not as much to work with as a city. So she's saying, oh, well, if we build our own and it's a city owned, we get 100%. So there we go. But anyway, state legislation only allowed for privately owned casinos from the city. Lightfoot has continued to push. However, the state has not authorized yet to jointly owned by the city and the state, but with a lesser effective tax rate than past legislation specified. On May 5th, 2022, Lightfoot announced that she had selected a bid from Bally's Corporation to construct a casino resort on the West Bank of Chicago River, which would have been a city-owned property. But guess what? That company that won, which was Bally's Corporation, they filed for bankruptcy back in this February of this year. So, wah, wah. I, oh man, I wish I had that sound effect too ready. But wah, 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 Yeah, wah. we also need Barbara Streisand singing memories in the background. <laughs> so, there goes your plan for the casino but okay casino idea is out of reach maybe we can look into some other policies here what about our education system how's that been doing in chicago tanking i don't know if you noticed the test records reading and math has been going downhill like crazy in chicago and she's blaming on the fact that we've been funding other things besides chicago public schools itself it's been going to other things such as police and everything like that which i mean i well maybe if the students were learning about math and reading instead of learning about gender and learning about critical race theory and or, or having, here's another idea having the white people sit in the back because of all their privilege maybe they'd get a real education or here's another thing how about you teach them about how violence is not the answer to anything how about don't show them that kind of gun issue right now at their early age instead instead or of anything about personal responsibility they had the opportunity they had a huge grant from the federal government to help out with the schools and what did they use that money for textbooks desks better teachers maybe something like that no they bought more P.E. equipment, specifically basketballs, because they thought sports would be a way to distract the kids from oh, violence. Oh, that's something we've been hearing about for decades. Midnight basketball will keep the kids off the streets. What keeps kids off the streets is values. Mm-hmm. And then it doesn't matter if they're on the streets or not on the streets. The streets are neutral. It's the way they behave, whether they're on the streets or in the basketball court. I know. If you set those values, those kids will look up to those values and actually fall through on those values. By you diminishing them and basically stereotyping them oh all of you guys are going to be student athletes and you guys are going to be just these yeah exactly exactly you're not helping treating them. them the way they're accusing others of treating them it's actually a racist stereotypical thing in many cases to say well this people group acts this way that people group acts that way so there was a teacher strike in october 2019 lighthood cited that the strike was having a negative impact on and i'm not kidding you this is the order she put on 
student athletes was first. Second off was students who needed to apply to colleges. And then lastly was the education of all Chicago students. I <laughs> That was the third priority. That was the last there. priority. Wow. I would have switched it up entirely. I would have gone first, the, the education okay, now, I had not heard a lot of this stuff. I should say it's surprising, but it's not because no. of other things that woman has done. It, None it, of this is really a surprise. And we're still just continuing on. I, I don't know if I can, this is radio, everybody, but I still have a whole page. I'm only at the top of the page here, ladies and gentlemen. Where's that on-site radio cam when we need it. He's Uh, got a real list here. I know. Lightfoot, at that point then, had an approval rating of 54%. Uh, in Chicago. After okay, now that's strike. amazing that she ever had that approval rating. That her. high, I know. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I know it went down, but it's amazing to me that she ever had it at all. Yeah, 19% of the 54% that did vote for Lightfoot's approval rating did actually blame Lightfoot for the strike itself for happening in the first place. Teachers were asking for better pays and everything. And she was saying, oh, well, what you're asking for is $2.6 billion and pay for the next three years. And Chicago doesn't have that much tax money to help pay for that situation. So I can't help you with that. Somehow they were able to delegate and be helped out for the next five years. So we'll see how it goes in 2024. But until then, we still got a lot of other issues to get through. In June 2019, she announced that the city's police department would not assist U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement, or ICE, in other words, denying ICE access to city's police database in an effort to prevent the city's illegal immigrant population from facing deportation. When all these illegal immigrants could possibly be criminals, you have no idea about you just denied them from accessing that information and knowing whether or not there's an illegal in that business or in this other public area now we get into the covid stuff this is the fun part here that you were discovering her so in march she decided to go get a haircut and of course at that point we had the limitations she had passed a law that you weren't allowed to get a haircut among many other things but that was one of them yeah so when the public found out let's hear what her response was again I'm out in the public eye and you know I'm a I'm I'm a person who I take my personal hygiene very seriously as I said I felt like I needed to um, have a haircut I'm not able to do that myself and so I got a haircut well 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 who is able to get a haircut themselves who is not concerned about their hygiene. The only difference is she's in the public eye. Boy, is she ever. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Even more so. I, th- I can't remember. Was this first? And then after that, we found out that Newsom actually went to that I restaurant. I believe this happened before Newsom and the French restaurant. And then the other th- strike three oh, Pelosi was Nancy too. Pelosi getting her hair done in the middle of the night because the place was not allowed to be open. Uh, Dean Don. Uh, and I love any- hearing their responses with all these things. I know. Uh, Dean Don, hello. Uh, you guys set up these laws how about you follow through and stop being hypocrites and actually follow through on some of what you put in next month on april 8th lightfoot was criticized for suspending the freedom of information act requests deadlines saying i want to ask the average chicagoan would you like them to do their job or would you like them to be pulled off to do foia requests and then she invoked the old testament by saying i'm mindful that the fact that we're in the passover season the angel of death that we all talk about is the passover story and then lightfoot was actually awarded by a digital rights group, the Electronic Frontier Foundation, for the Pharaoh Prize for Deadline Extensions. <laughs> I love it when politicians who on one hand, on one side of their mouth, will talk about separation between church and state when the Bible doesn't go along with one of their pet issues, but then they'll go and they'll quote the Bible. 
Yeah, to, to you know, be like, oh, the but same I am old real. testament that she's quoting says things about same sex, but obviously she's not reading that part of the Bible. No, no, no. It's only to help her in her own points, which is usual for most politicians, I would say. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> in August 2022, she prohibited people from protesting on her block where she was living at, at the time. She said she was not feeling safe at the time in Chicago. Of oh, really? I did not realize that. <laughs> Even though she is one of the few that has armed security. Security or well anybody in public office right or, and, and keep in mind this was around the same time as uh i forgot what her name was but she was actually saying you go into these restaurants and protest and actually get in their face oh or, a lot. well i know maxine waters maxine said that. waters yeah. was saying that oh, and people yeah. were actually redoing that and actually doing that to conservative politicians and now all of a sudden here comes conservatives doing it back but now we gotta shut like, it oh, down how rude they're shouting in my face well yeah it's rude on both sides november 12th Lightfoot evokes more stay-at-home restrictions. These were even stricter than the last ones. And guess what happens a few days later? She goes to a celebration event for Biden's victory of the election, which, you know, controversial still, but whatever. Well, now... now Let's be fair. She is in the public eye. Yeah. So she had a right to do that. Yeah, I guess because so. Because you and I are not in the public eye. But keep so. in mind, she had a limitation of only 10 <laughs> people can be at any big event at this point. And she actually went to an event where 500 people were there. Yeah. I mean, come well, on. you and I are only in the public ear because we're on the radio. <laughs> One of these days, maybe we'll be promoted to eye, but right now we're in the ear. I will say, I have to remind my wife, you know you are married to a local celebrity here. She's like, get over yourself. <laughs> <laughs> on uh, May 19th, 2021, Lightfoot stated she would only choose reporters of color to interview her on her two-year anniversary in office. Of course, Oh, that's not a racist decision at no, all, No, of course oh, not. No. And of course, many people were using the First Amendment for sure, because that's freedom of press and freedom of speech you're rejecting these reporters on. I mean, my goodness gracious, wake up. You talk about how minorities don't have the right to speak up, and now you're actually going to make only minorities. Well, the rules are constantly being rewritten. It's, it's said today that any person person of color cannot possibly be a racist. So again, if they have that kind of invulnerability and immunity built into their political careers, they can say anything they want and nobody's allowed to criticize them. That's right. Now we're into the crime area now. Chicago Tribune claimed Lightfoot's campaign in 2019 by arguing crime was too high and her actual motto during that year was the safest big city in the country <laughs> that one i remember the safest big city in the country uh, yeah. yeah well get ready for this one crime was actually skyrocketed under her watch there were more than 800 homicides in chicago in 2021 which is the most in 25 years isn't it a photo finish between new york city and chicago probably the highest crime la's probably not far behind no too. i wouldn't be surprised but chicago i believe is only the new york and la are the top two cities most populated cities that makes sense but chicago is not they're only fifth or sixth and you're getting these kind of numbers it is so they sad were probably see. safer under al capone than they yeah. were under her oh that does remind me while she was back in 2015 she was announcing hey because of the snowstorm everybody and this was the worst snowstorm in chicago there was no shootings at all last night so congratulations oh. i'm like give me a break everyone stayed indoors no wonder there was no shootings reported oh how did she make the snow well, that's how she solved crime. Oh. Well, she should have been reelected because of what the snow did. I, I know. get it. Oh, my goodness gracious. Anyways, let's move on with more. But wait, uh, the- if she had to stay home while the snow was falling with everybody else, 
how could she have been in the public eye that day? So no. it doesn't make any sense to me. I don't make sense to you. The homicide rate stayed nearly 40% higher than in 2019. Over 20,000 theft incidences in 2022, which is twice as many as the previous year. And police say that compared to 2022, crime rates soared in the first three weeks of this year in, by 61%. So for all that promise and claim about the safest big city in the country, I would be scared to death in Chicago. And no wonder I would have voted her out of the office. Now, I will say, she did help early in her career with a lot of things going on in that local government. If you look back on her history, I will admit, she has helped out in terms of finding people that were fraudulently taking money away into the Chicago local government, such as some certain police officers, some certain local mayor employees that were going on at that time. I will admit that, but that does not deny the fact that she herself has already shown how irresponsible, how she was already lying to the public and that she was also just straight up not qualified to help organize this whole entire situation becoming mayor of Chicago. So I'm not surprised in the slightest that she didn't get reelected by yeah, any Yeah, and I think you could say of a lot of our politicians that years ago they did good things because as times change, the narrative changes, the constituents that they have to kiss up to change, and things have gotten so politically correct that the people she's trying to please now are not the same people she was trying to please back then, or at least the agenda of those people has changed. Right. So one last thing I will say, Chicago police superintendent, who, by the way, is handpicked by the mayor, David Brown, stepped down from his position right after the announcement that Lightfoot would no longer be the mayor of Chicago. That kind of draws my eye a little bit because he's probably hand in hand with the mayor trying to get an easy paycheck possibly to slide through and be like, oh, well, we're trying our best to help out with uh, all the people that are going on in Chicago and things of that nature. Was it her office, by the way, that she made all the police officers work, but her herself and anyone in her office took the day off on a Christmas day to... I believe that I sounds her. very familiar, but whether it was her or some other nutcase, I don't recall. If it was her, I, I wouldn't know be that surprised. That, I know that slightest. somebody did that. I yeah. don't recall if it was her. Or not. I wouldn't be surprised in the slightest if that was her in the slightest. Like, come on. like No, it wouldn't surprise me, but right offhand, I could think of about 20, 30 other of my favorite politicians. <laughs> and if they had done it, it wouldn't have surprised me either. Yeah. So I think we should have a quick moment of silence for our former mayor, Lightfoot. We get to hear the crickets again? It, yeah, we can hear the crickets okay. again one more time. So. So crickets, our moment of silence. All right, that's enough of that. Thank you so much. <laughs> the Bob Siegel Show podcast is a production of Bob Siegel and Cross Global Media. Visit us online and subscribe to the show at cgmradio.com slash bob. <laughs>